Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Happy Friday. Good morning. It's almost your weekend. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. What a great day of the week. Love Fridays. Bum of the week at the end of the show. We still have buy or sell in front of us. And I'm I'm so glad about the guy we have on the show right now because and I say this all the time. I just I think he's one of the smartest guys covering the NBA. And when some of the should Jokic be celebrated the way he is ridiculousness came out over the last few days, which we just discussed, this is, Tom Habershow is one of the first guys that I thought of. He, he's Meadowlark media NBA analyst. He's the co-host of the Basketball Illuminati podcast. I met Tom back in the day in Miami, um, LeBron's first year with the Heat and that circus that was a lot of fun so i know firsthand how good this guy is how smart this guy is and um oh he's here now and he's here now and so i really hey tom was just talking about Jokic and and kendrick perkins um claim that racial factors dictate in some ways how celebrated he's been and draymond green's podcast whether or not the comments from Draymond Green on international players leans into that or is a separate conversation there's a lot going on i want to give you the context as i ask you for you do you think Nikola Jokic has been, and if he is again, will be again, a worthy MVP award winner? Yeah, he would be my vote if the season ended today. And because he's got the individual success, the team success, he checks every box. I mean, you look at the Western Conference, he has by far the best team. Um, and he's a leader of that team. He has no all-stars, no all-NBA counterparts on his team, no teammates that are all-league in any category. And he continues to win at a high level, and he's averaging a triple-double. We can point to his efficiencies, um, and we can basically have a, um, a real level-headed conversation about his basketball skills, his production, and his team success. They're all tops in the league. Um, when we get into the racial dynamics, I certainly understand how it might seem on the surface that Nikola Jokic – being um, a white European may be given the benefit of the doubt here or the tiebreaker if there was another candidate with the same sort of credentials. I don't see another candidate w- in which you could use a tiebreaker as like, yeah, he, he, gets, um, he gets the benefit of the doubt from the voters because he looks like them. I don't even know if that's true. I think if we are going to go down this path of a racial preference for one player over another – we actually have to do some real research. That's a very radioactive conversation. It's saying that the, the reporters are, um, are racially biased. We'd have to go into the data. We have the data, the voting data, and look at whether there is a bias there. And I just want to point out that Nikola Jokic has gotten to the Western Conference Finals before. And you heard me say it. He hasn't had an all-star 
or an all-NBA counterpart or all-defense in his entire career on his team. We don't see that among players of that caliber having no supporting cast or star supporting cast. I actually did this research because we were talking about this, Bill, on uh, the Levitard show last yesterday, me and me and a half. And we were discussing like, how often does that happen where a star player, eight years into his career, as good as Jokic has been, has never had a co-star, even close, not even an all-star teammate. And I looked into this. Of the MVPs dating back to like 1980, we have not seen a single MVP have this lack of a supporting cast. No all-stars, no all-NBA, no all-defense of any sort in his career. By comparison, at this point, age 27 season, Kobe Bryant had 23 such appearances by his teammates. Russell Westbrook, 17. Derrick Rose, 16. James Harden, 16. And on and on and on. Nikola Jokic has zero in that category. So when we talk about the lack of postseason success or why he doesn't get the scrutiny that other MVPs or other stars get, we are ignoring the fact that he's had perhaps the worst supporting cast of any MVP in NBA history. And that has to be part of the conversation because as we know, in the postseason, you need multiple all-stars, multiple stars to go deep. And Jokic simply has never had a co-star or even two co-stars in the conversation of having, um, you know, a star caliber season. We just haven't had it. Tom Haverstrow on the show doing what he always does wherever he is is uh, unveiling content, dropping facts. He's on Twitter at Tom Haverstrow. And I love the information and the facts and the reporting. So, of course, Tom, I'm going to ask you a, a conceptual question that's a little a little more sort of gut instinct. But I'm, but I'm curious because in, in, in listening to Draymond Green's comments about international players, and maybe Draymond means international players. Giannis is international. Joel Embiid is international. It's a diverse world just like it's a diverse country here in the United States. But in hearing that and the idea from Draymond Green that maybe international players aren't held to the same standard, narrative standard of, of expectation and pressure for championships, I was thinking about Luka being 24 and about Giannis already having one and Embiid's 28. Here's my question for you. Jokic is 28. At what age, generally speaking, or how long in the league, generally speaking, to whichever angle you want to take, do you think it becomes reasonable to expect a top 10 player to win an NBA championship as, as the next step. It's obviously not reasonable in year two. At what age or what, what point of a career is it fair for those of us that do this to start start weighing whether or not someone's won a championship as it relates to their career and their legacy? I don't really have a good answer for that, Bill, because we are in the super team era, right, where if all of the stars are on one team, let's just take the Warriors, for example, it's a zero-sum league. So if four, play, four stars are on the same team, in the case of the Warriors, that means that 26 other stars aren't going to win the championship that year. And, and that goes for every year in the league, where it's, it's hard to pinpoint an exact moment where in the career you can say, yeah, he doesn't have a, a, a championship at this point. Because I just think it's so hard to get to. And, and by virtue of other players getting to the uh, NBA Finals, let's just say there's eight finals-worthy teams in the NBA this year, only two of them are going to make it. And so by definition, those six other teams are going to be deemed failures, even though there's only two that can make it to the finals. And I just I think that binary aspect of things can really poison the conversation. And I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, like, I don't think there is like a barometer by which you can say, like, he isn't 
a champion by age 28 and therefore he's a failure because we know that LeBron James, it took him deep into his career. Jerry West, deep into his career. Dirk Nowitzki, deep into his career before he won a championship. And it was important in all of those cases to wait until it's all said and done. In the case of Joel Embiid, right, like he hasn't made it to the Eastern Conference Finals yet. And normally we would be like, yeah, that's that's messed up. Like he's not the same, you know, caliber as a as an all timer. But we're still waiting. He's only played like a handful of seasons in his NBA career. So I just think it's a little too early to pass judgment on a player's legacy or or um, you know coming short of expectations. It's just you know the guy has only played in Embiid's case. He's 28, but he's only played seven seasons in the league. So Giannis, he's already won a championship. Embiid, he's, he hasn't gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if we did the same thing where we, we talked about Dirk Nowitzki, I mean, the conversation about Dirk Nowitzki and around Dirk Nowitzki is that he was a playoff disappointment and he wasn't ever going to win the big one. And that was the conversation. You remember it. Like Dirk oh, yeah. Nowitzki was considered soft and, and the European style wasn't going to work here in the States. And, of course, he wins the big one. And we have amnesia about that entire Dirk era. And I just don't think it's fair to say that this is a new thing. I think we've always been critical of NBA players, regardless of where they started. Tom Haversow here on the show. Tom, the Suns are a sample size with Kevin Durant of exactly one. So I'm not a math guy, but I think that's, I think that's small. So as best you can, you know, what you saw and what you think is going to happen, how super do you think that super team is going to be this season? Oh, man, Bill, I am suffering from recency bias because I actually saw them first in person, in first person the other night here in Charlotte. And there were like six times as many national media members at this game. It was huge. Monty Williams was like <laughs> yelling at the media. He was Flashbacks like, to Miami, dude. It was, it was crazy. Like, you remember those days where yeah. like, literally in the Charlotte media room, we were sitting on desks, sitting on, on like tables, to listen to Monty Williams talk because there's just was no room for, for all the media. Uh, we were like based pr- practically standing on top of each other, piling on so we could get into the room. And so there was huge expectations and boy, did they deliver. I mean, they were so good. And yes, you know, the Charlotte Hornets are not the measuring stick by which we should be measuring everybody in the league, but Kevin Durant looked so comfortable. The fit was seamless. And that is the case with Kevin Durant. Every time he comes back from these injuries, he looks like he's fresh in his prime, never took a day off. Like, he looks great. And that is speaking to the power of Kevin Durant, the fact that he is always just so seamless. He's plug-and-play superstar. I love the the Phoenix Suns. I think Josh Okoji is going to be a household name. Not a household name, but NBA fans will know who he is in the playoffs going to have a very big role with this team as they're kind of 3 and D working on the three-part um, role player. I think he's up to the task as an energy defender um, because they'll need it. Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson were so, so integral to everything they did in their finals run, and I really do think that they have what it takes to win it all. I probably put them on par, if not better, than the Golden State Warriors. You know how much of a fan I am with the, of the Golden State Warriors. If Steph Curry comes back here this Sunday and looks anything like KD did, man, this is going to be a Western Conference Finals with those two teams. Are you um, 
Are you able and willing to try to talk me out of my severe doubts on Dallas, despite last night because of Kyrie, <laughs> and or my severe doubts on the Clippers, which were already there, but have certainly been exacerbated by what has been a um, lackluster introduction of Russell Westbrook into the mix? So I'll start with the Clippers here. Uh, what the Golden State Warriors did to Russell Westbrook and the rest of that organization was a crime. I mean, that was so mean. It was so disrespectful. In any other industry or workplace, we would consider that harassment and a crime. What they did by just ignoring Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green roving in the paint and completely disrespecting Russell Westbrook's game That was offensive, but of course it worked. And that's what I think a lot of coaches and a lot of players in their minds would like to do with Russell Westbrook is just completely ignore him. Um, But they have a human side to them that just feel, it feels mean. It feels awful what they did, but it totally worked and it compromised the Clippers offense. Like I'll throw this stat at you, Russell Westbrook with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the floor, the three of those on the floor, their offensive rating is 102 in their time together, which is would be the worst offense in the NBA. Without Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and P- Paul George on the floor, without Russell Westbrook this season, 124 offensive rating. It goes from 124 down to 102 just by virtue of adding Russell Westbrook. So I really do think that in that case, in the same case with the Lakers, that was – an addition by subtraction, or a subtraction by addition. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> to me, is not worth it. He is not worth the headache. Kyrie Irving, it's been okay in Dallas. The offense has been sensational. But down the stretch, when the defenses can scout you, it's been, an, it's been atrocious offensively watching them. And I do suspect that right now they'll be okay. They're 2-5 and five together since they acquired Kyrie Irving. But I do think come postseason time, I don't see them being reliable. I actually think that Kyrie Irving's warts and all of the um, unreliability, I think that will creep up in the postseason, and you won't see them get to the Western Conference Finals again. All right, Tom Havershow, last show for you. By the way, the people I really like, I try to ask the, the most annoying questions to, so I just want you to see all of this as a sign of respect and affection, okay? This is this yes. is kindness, or at least it's respect. Um, if I make a list in my own mind's eye of, of the teams that I think can make – an NBA Finals run this year, right? At the end of that list, the longest odds are teams that would need a lot of help. If you were to make a list like that for yourself, just teams that if things go the right way could make the NBA Finals, who is uh, among the least likely of those teams that still have an outside chance for you? Well, I think it's Miami. Um, I think Miami, at three games out of 500, I mean, three games over 500, I think if Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero can just figure things out like they did a few years ago um, in the bubble. I I do think that if things break right, they could get to the NBA Finals. Remember, this was the best three-point shooting team in the NBA last year. They get blown out by the 76ers. It looks terrible right now. They have one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. It's one of the biggest drop-offs from last year to this year in terms of three-point percentage. My only thing is, could that just be all bad luck? Is it possible that they've gotten that much worse at putting the ball from distance? I think that there is a chance that they get on fire in the postseason, and that is an aberration. And they don't play Kyle Lowry anymore, and they pick up somebody off the scrap heap in order to have a postseason run. 
It is probably the deepest of long shots. But to that question, I think of all the teams that have an outside chance that needs things to break away, I do think that a return to the NBA Finals is possible by the Miami Heat. It is a long shot, but I can't think that this team is as bad at shooting as they are. These are good shooters historically. i got to imagine they'll be able to hit shots eventually, and I do think that is a long shot of long shots. But you, I, you asked the question, and I answered it. That is a great answer. That is a great answer. Uh, Tom Haverstrow, Metal Arc Media, on Twitter at Tom Haverstrow, co-host of the Basketball Illuminati podcast. Dude, I, I say this every time because I mean it. I love having you on the show. It's great stuff, pal. Thanks for, um, thanks for making time during the busy time. If we get to the NBA Finals and the Miami Heat are there, we're going to Big Pink together. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, Big Pink! Oh my God, that's a th- it's done. I'll buy. It's on me. <laughs> you got it, man. Yeah, buddy. That's a Big Pink is a like a breakfast sort of lunchy spot uh, on South Beach. On oh my gosh, that is uh, on Miami Beach. That is. Um, those are the salad days. All right, Tom Haverstrow on the show. Tommy, well, Tommy's probably on the phone. You know what? I'm just going to speak for him. It is a miraculously well put together buy or sell by D-Cell. We're going to get into it. Headlines from sports and a take on each one, including what's the latest on Derek Carr next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Right, welcome back into the show, Bill Ryder with you. Thanks for listening. I'm excited because I've got a great buy or sell question for Tom on soccer. And he's got a bunch of great questions for you on sports you actually care about. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start it off where we always do in the NFL. And as we know, it's Combine Week, and that means that NFL executives and head coaches are supposed to be giddy to watch young stars on the field, right? Right? Not so much. Not all of them. Lions head coach Dan Campbell couldn't care less what these draft prospects are actually doing 
on the field. It's a spectacle. And to me, it's more, at this point, just to be able to sit with these guys, for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal is, to me, the biggest part of all this. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around and 40 with no defender around. <laughs> in their pajamas. Buy or sell, Bill, that you agree with Dan Campbell. Buy. I, I, 100%. Buy. I, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not sure I'm not supposed to say it, but but the apparatus that CBS Sports HQ has put together for the Combine and the people, including Chris Chapasa, who, you know, big make a big chunk of their living around the Combine, like, probably wouldn't love this. Although there's, you know, the draft matters. I just think the Combine's not the right evaluation tool for it. I think it's a joke to a degree. Look, I think the data matters, and you want to know how fast guys are and how high they can jump and what they can put up and all those things, but the overwhelming spectacle of it and the power the physics now, the gravity that it exerts on decision-making and narrative. Narratives matter in the NFL process of figuring out who should be on a team coming out of college, I think is absurd. There's so much tape. Lamar Jackson's a great, and there's a bunch, is a great example that sometimes maybe you should just look at the tape that exists, the non-ending, the ever-ending. Not ending, un- unending. Can't speak. It's good. I don't talk for a living. The unending tape on the guy in college. Where did he go? Last pick in the, in the first round, early second round, whatever. Somewhere in that in that area. Last pick of the first round. Last pick of the first round. It really doesn't matter, right? Last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round. You're a guy that wasn't regarded as a sure thing, especially a quarterback. All right, Bill, let's continue that conversation of head coaches here. Dallas Cowboys head man Mike McCarthy did not hold back on the difference between his philosophy and his former OC Kellen Moore this week when he spoke to the media. McCarthy said, quote, Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard, but I want him to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense, end quote. Kellen Moore, of course, got a job within days of parting ways with the Cowboys. He's now with the L.A. Chargers. Buy or sell, Mike McCarthy was too honest about Kellen Moore. Bye. Bye. That's weird. Man, so buy or sell, you think that was not a good personal relationship? Bye. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, too. He was also really giddy about being the play caller again. I know he did that in Green Bay, but he, he said he was having the most fun that he's had in Dallas. Like, we get it. Kellen Moore's gone. You didn't like him. Probably Jerry wanted you to keep him around. He's finally gone. Like, we got it, Mike. Problem is, Mike's not, I'm not sure, a really good coach. So so I don't know how well this is going to, you know. That may be problematic. All right, good all, all right good luck, Bill. Let's, let's get to some quarterback talk here. The Jets have met with free agent quarterback Derek Carr multiple times already in recent weeks. And yesterday, Jets head coach Robert Salah compared Carr to Super Bowl winning quarterback uh, Matthew Stafford. I think there's more in line, Salah said, with Matthew Stafford's career. If you can just get him to a place, you could surround him with all the pieces just to allow him to play quarterback 10 to 15 times a game, it would be pretty cool, end quote. Buy or sell, you like this comparison? I'll buy. Buy. Derek Carr is, I, I, I love unanswered questions in the NFL, and I love that every year there are, there are some that, that pop up. For a guy that's been in the league as long as he's been, to not really know what he can do if he's at the helm of a good team is amazing. And we've discussed this a lot, and I think it's important to repeat. He's never in his life, ever, played on a football team that has had a top 20 defense. Not top 10, not top 12, 
every defense has been a bottom third or worse defense in, in the NFL. And to your point, he's not coming off his rookie contract here. Nine years with the Raiders. Nine years. Almost a decade. If a Baker's dozen gives you 14, what's the opposite of that? Oh, it's 14? I always thought it was 13. No, 13. I don't know. You might be right with 14. I, I mean, think it is 13. I'm usually no, I totally, wrong about no, I butchered that. Would it be a cheater's would it be a cheater's <laughs> a cheater's dozen? It would be nine, a cheater's decade? Uh I'm just gonna go with yes. Okay, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Your confusion that you feel is is a, you know, you're you're reflecting that of the audience. All right, Bill. Now we've been discussing at length what the Packers, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Raiders will do at their quarterback spots next season. But one team that isn't talked about very much is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as of right now, Bill, Tampa has just one quarterback on their roster, that being Kyle Trask. Remember, Trask was a second-round pick out of Florida back in 2021. Buy or sell, Bill, that as of right now, this very moment, the Bucs have as bad a quarterback situation as anyone in the NFL. Who am I supposed to even think is in competition with that? I mean, right now, the Jets are in a really bad spot with Zach Wilson. Maybe they'll get Rodgers, maybe they'll get Carr, but at this very moment, they got nothing. I'd rather... I mean, look, it's a difficult task for Tampa Bay to figure out what comes next. Bye! The Raiders aren't in a great spot either. You know, the Raiders are in a bad spot. But I'll buy that they're as... Yes, that they are in that conversation. Bye! Man, that, that... Tom Brady was old, and Tom Brady had, you know, his time. And they they had a losing record, if I remember right, but they still made the playoffs. Eight and nine, won their division. Yeah, that's right. Sign me up for that. I want to play in that division. Yeah, I mean, can we get the Bears over there? (laughs) All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. The Clippers have now lost all four of their games since they acquired Russell Westbrook. Last night, L.A. was blown out by Golden State 115-91. to Now, Bill, during the four-game losing streak, the Clippers are allowing 133 points per game. Ouch. They're now only a game over 500 at 33 and 32. And, Bill, they're only two games out of missing the play-in tournament altogether. Buy or sell that Russell Westbrook is responsible for the Clippers' recent slide. Buy, yeah. Buy. It's hard to play four on five (laughs) in the NBA. (laughs) It is. He's a defensive liability, and did you see the? I put it out there on the Twitter machine that I'm such a fan of. I saw it when you tweeted it last night. Yeah, Sam Quinn put it out there. Sports writer, sports R E I T E R. Get in the game with Twitter, Bill Ryder. It was it was amazing. It's laughable. It's absolutely laughable what they did to him on defense last night. They basically left him alone. If you didn't see this, they played. They didn't guard Russell Westbrook, basically, what they, is what they did. And there's a clip, and it's not the only one, but there's a clip of him at the top of the key dribbling the ball, and he looks confused. He's he wide open. Wide, wide open. open. Like, no one's within 10 feet of him. And he passed it, didn't he? Yes, he did. They were daring him. Draymond is standing basically under the rim, waiting for him to shoot. Because they, they would love nothing more than for him to take a jump shot. Yeah, it, it's... It's amazing. Every when you're good at when you're incredible at one thing, when, those people that are must be nice. They often believe they're incredible at things they're not, and this is true across sort of all things. 
Trust me, GMs fall for this too. But this I, this this reality of incredible players thinking they're incredible GMs, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, you know, wherever you want me to look, now Kawhi Leonard, it doesn't always work out. Let's keep it with hoops here. The Milwaukee Bucks have won 16 straight and are reportedly looking to add to their depth. Veteran guard Goran Dragic, who was released by the Bulls earlier this week, is being targeted by Milwaukee. Bill, buy or sell that Goran Dragic, who turns 37 in May, can help the Bucks end their title hopes. I mean, look, I don't, I don't mind it, I guess, but do I think it's a significant up? sell that I think it's a big difference. Sell. I mean, that's cool. Like, they want to bring him in, and, like, by all accounts, he's a pretty good veteran, and, you know, there's a little bit of depth there, but do I think Rodgers will be playing real minutes come the conference finals and later? No, I don't. I remember, who was it that got brought in? It might have been Milwaukee if, a year or two ago. This would be a really, really good point if I could remember any of the details about it, but I was on CBS Sports <laughs> HQ. It was someone super random. Oh, Got another NBA insider. Anyway, just take my word for it. There was a guy who used to be good, and he came in, and I was out with a bunch of people. And I'm like, this guy, no, this, this guy sucks, basically. And they're like, no, his reputation is leader. Ibaka, Serge Ibaka. And I was just like, I mean, this is nice, I guess. Even though we can't. No, not a big deal. Because it always feels like teams, regardless of sport, who have championship aspirations, it always feels like they try to find that veteran that nobody wants anymore that they feel like <laughs> can give them a couple minutes sparingly here and there to give you that veteran leadership. Yeah, and then the other thing is, right, like the other sort of unspoken thing here is you're not going to pay him a lot of money. There's not a lot of downside. And if it doesn't work, you don't play him or you cut him. Right? I mean, that's like all ups. I, I don't think Milwaukee's like, this will work, but this is a game changer. I do think that there's a... Eh, one in, t- one in f- one two or three, that it- it's nice. One in ten, it's really helpful. Why not? All right, Bill, let's finish up with some baseball here with Twins right-hander. Long ball. <laughs> long ball. Twins right-hander Kenta Maeda on the mound yesterday. Apparently, Minnesota's pitchcom device that Twins catcher Tony Walters was wearing was loud enough that the Tampa Bay Rays hitters were able to hear it. Thus, the device was tipping pitches. Buy or sell, you've warmed up to Pitchcom when it works properly. I mean, sell. Sell. Curveball. Home run. (laughs) Fastball. It's a double. Like, how loud was this thing that the batter could hear it? Dude, I loved playing baseball when I was younger. And I was a pretty good, I'm left-handed. I was a pretty good hitter for, like, a little dude who does not look and, and did not look and does not look particularly athletic. And, look, I didn't. The kids I played against, one kid threw in the 80s, and I got a couple hits off him, but mostly was just terrified. There were curveballs, but it's not like there were a lot. Like, it was not. There weren't four pitches you had to worry about. And still, at that very minimal who cares level, knowing what was coming would have been amazing. I mean, at the major league level, if you know what's coming, you're these are professional hitters. Hey, bro, turn the volume down. <laughs> to your point, Bill, I remember when I saw my first legitimate off-speed pitch. Bill, I could have swung twice. I could have swung twice before the ball was in the catcher's mitt. That's how one thing lost a, I was. One thing a guy did to me once it was obnoxious. So I played um, like a like a mediumly high level, sort of like little league ish. I guess eighth grader freshman year, uh, whatever team. And I made the all star team, which was really cool. 
right? Like, you know, whatever, a bunch of teams, and they took a couple kids from every team. And, and I was a first baseman, but I was a short first baseman. I was left-handed. And a kid was in third base. This is what a jerk. And he was the pitcher. And by the way, like some of these kids, I was like probably the worst player on the team. I was fine. But like some of these kids, I'm sure, went on to college. Maybe further. I always meant to go find the roster. It was like a trap. It was the all-star team of this big area of Chicago, the suburbs we were in. And this kid was a pitcher. And he like threw a real curveball. And he threw like 85 miles. He threw like 84, 85 miles an hour as an eighth grader, a freshman high school. And this dude in practice would only throw from third base curveballs to me on grounders. And I must have dropped the first five. And the coach was like, Ryder, or reader, or kid, catch the ball. I'm like, throwing curveballs across the field. I don't know why I'm sharing that story. I'm obviously still pissed off about it. What's the point? Where the, oh, I got one for you. Put the music. I got one. I got one. As you know, Tom Sucker, yesterday, now Clasico, as you know, which is uh, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Of course. Uh, Barcelona, as, you, as you're aware, missing four of their key players, mm-hmm. including their, you know, their two best attacking players and their best player, I would argue, in Pedri, went to play Real Madrid on the road yep. and and pulled out a shocking 1-0 victory, defensive effort, yep, lowest yep. Per- possession they've had you know, in 20 years. Uh, buy or sell, this shows Barcelona's the greatest team in the history of the earth. Buy. Soccer! Absolutely. Let's lean yeah. into it. Yeah. The history the mag- of the earth. Yep, absolutely. It was a magical, magical day. Hey, Real Madrid fans, how you like me now? Okay. Good talk. Get it out. Let's do it. Bum of the Week is a special and important segment in which we honor bumdom by crowning the person in sports who's the biggest bum of the week. It's pretty self-explanatory. We've got some great nominees. We've got some great ideas. And no, Bogus doesn't necessarily win just because he hasn't shown up for work a couple times. Bum of the Week coming up here on the program after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Greg Caserta. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. How many sports jerseys do you have in your closet? I don't mean like in a box somewhere. Less than five. Yeah, I was going to say, I now, or I've got one with my name on it that the Dodgers gave me when I used to work for the Dodgers Radio Network. 
Does that count? That's one, right? Yeah, we'll count that. And then I've got one, two, I've got five or six Barcelona jerseys, three or four of which I just got for my birthday for my kids. I'm not, but I wear, oh, I've got a, you know what? I've got a Messi jersey and a Spain jersey. I've got seven. That's a lot of soccer. Soccer. Dude, I'm a soccer, soccer guy. And I like Christmas shirts, as you see I'm wearing again. <laughs> it's really comfortable, by the way. Does it look ridiculous? I think it might. Uh, I'm not going to say that. You, you said it. Say it. I won't say it. <laughs> I said it. All right, whatever. <laughs> let's, you can go there. Let's, um, let's bum of the week this baby. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum! I'm a bum. You're a bunch of dumbs. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we got some We got some nominees. Oh, look, I'm putting Nate Oates out there, like the, the coach at Alabama, the basketball coach, head men's basketball coach. I don't know what goes on in my program. I didn't know they're doing it all year. I have many excuses. It's my fault, but it's not my fault because I didn't know. Come on, man. Give me a break. Surrounding his star player. Being connected to a murder. I mean, there was a murder. Allegations against former player. And allegations that his current player, Brandon Miller, who's one of the best prospects in the country, gave the gun to the person who was alleged to have done the crime. Did I get all that right, Tom? It's awful. And NATO, it's just his handling has been atrocious. I mean, Kyrie, and look, not just because he's Kyrie. And I know they had a huge, huge game yesterday. Played really well. Because we found out from Kevin Durant that he hasn't spoken to KD, as Tommy mentioned yesterday or the day before, multiple times. Unasked, by the way. Unasked. Kyrie, over the last year or so, was like, KD's my best friend. Look, I'm not an expert on best friends. But I think you talk to those people. Yeah, you know what? Sorry, let me take it back. Hey, Tom, do you know Tom Cruise is my best friend? Really? Bill, when yeah. when was the last time you spoke to Tom Cruise? We don't. Mm, I don't know if you know best how best friends. friends work. Best friends forever. What's up, Tom? Different, not you. Different Tom. What a name. I love the name, Tom. <laughs> um, I think the commanders have to be nominated. That report card that the NFL Players Association put out was really interesting. Now, by the way, the Chiefs had a little bit of criticism of the training staff there. Players not liking reporting their injuries. Which also, I think, goes to the coaching staff, by the way. that The, the, the training staff's just not calling audibles. They're not Peyton. Blue 52, let's not listen to the players number two. No, that's coming from, from somewhere else. Commanders were bad across the board. They had three F-minuses. I don't think an F-minus is technically possible. Any teachers out there? Sports writers. Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Is the F minus just you got an F and I hate you? Is that kind of the Yeah, like some of the categories the commander's got an F minus in training room. What does that say about their training room? An F minus what does that mean? Like there's garbage everywhere? Like I I don't get it. Like an F know. like they don't have weights in the weight room? Like I don't get it. It must be it must be bad. Locker room, F minus. Do they not have lockers? So on Welcome to Wrexham, which you love, which you're going to love. It's so good. The soccer documentary with, with Ryan Reynolds. The, the Brian Reynolds and the other I feel so bad with this guy. The other guy from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia, who's actually the guy that's doing it. <laughs> I can't remember his first or his last name right now. 
I was going to say Pat Muldowney, but that's a former colleague of mine who runs social media for The Ringer. <laughs> it's not Pat Muldowney. Um, anyway, they show up at Wrexham finally in the documentary, and they go to the, to the, to the, to the workout area, and it's, it's terrible. I'm going to say his name wrong. Rob McLaney? McLaney. McLaney. There I don't you know. Go. And Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, man. You're the one that's you're the one that said you're going to go on a darkness retreat and come out with the answer, right? Am I misremembering what you – and it's a 90-minute podcast where he doesn't say anything other than don't pay attention to me if you don't want to. And I listened to that entire 90 minutes. I oh, thought you were going to give me something of substance, Roger. You gave us nothing. I'll make my decision soon. If you don't like it, if you think I'm being a diva, tune it out. Well, guess what? Specifically for me, Rod, I can't tune it out. I That's have funny. to listen to it. And you said nothing. What did he talk about the whole time? A little bit of his, his experience in the darkness retreat and how he found himself. Uh, it was a whole lot of nothing. Whole, you sound, you sound. I listened to every word of that thing thinking he was going to say something important. You know what? Team D-Cell, Aaron Rodgers. For tricking people like Tommy into listening to your drivel for 90 minutes while also insulting them for being there because you're saying they don't have to listen, even though some of them do. For your darkness retreat that did nothing but cast darkness on the rest of us having to follow it, you're the bum of the week, bro. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. Has he won more than once this year already? Uh, I believe him and Kyrie have two apiece so far, and we're only checks date March 3rd. It's early. It's real early. But nobody, if I'm right, but nobody from here, the show, has has won. Plenty of nominations, no winners yet from the show. I'm pretty excited about where we're at. We've got to get bogus one. Does that mean that we're all best friends now? Is that how this works? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. The only problem with Bogus is, like, he's never around when he's Bum of the Week, whereas you have to be and I have to be when I make myself Bum of the Week. How do we – would it be too mean and too obvious if next time I know it's going to be Andrew, we're like, hey, we're going to get to Bum of the Week and then we want you to be a part of what's next. Can you stick through the next segment? Yeah, we do, like, you know, we have those new drops, like, you've been bogey. We, like, reverse bogey him to say, like, hey, you got to come back. But it's not a lie. What we want him to do after Bum of the Week is respond to him being Bum of the Week. Yeah. I'm for it. Let's do it. I can't actually nominate him for doing a great job filling in for DA. Like, that's a very legitimate work purpose. Yeah. I don't think that works for Bum of the Week. (laughs) I don't think it works. As much as I want it to. I agree. I don't think it works. By the way, I know that you're in soccer. Barcelona plays Valencia uh, on Sunday morning. 10-15 10-15 your time. I'll be up bright and early my time. I'm catching your excitement. You're really amped up Let's about go. it. And I'm 3,000 miles away. I'm catching the fever. As you know, though, no Pedri, no Dembele, no Lewandowski. Gavi's got the, you know, he's missed the match with the with the yellow card accumulation. Don't let that bum you out. Okay. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. I love your positive. Who do you think is going to step up? Uh, the other players. They'll do, gr- they'll do a great job. As a team. You think yeah, it's a team effort? Collective. You don't want to single out a, a, a single name. You don't want to single out one name because you know it's the group. No, I don't want to be like the Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, and single any one position, any one player. Like, it, it, this is a team sport. Here's what I'd love to know. And if we had Clark Hunt on, who we had on a few days ago, I would ask. DaCosta reports to the, G, to the owner, right? Like, he, that's his reporting structure. Is that the kind of situation where an owner, I'm sure most owners try to stay out of it, where an owner calls and is like, hey – Probably not the approach you want to take. I would think so. 
I mean, as I, as as we talked about in the first hour, like you never, this never happens to the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. They're a model franchise in the NFL. This stuff never leaks out like this. It's interesting. Look, I know there's no loyalty, and I know that if, if Lamar Jackson as the last pick in the first round when he got drafted hadn't worked out, Baltimore would have, without mercy, cut him and not worried about what happened to that guy's career. I got it. I got, but it, I do think it's a little interesting. There's not a little bit of loyal, loyalty. Maybe unfair, but and I'm naive on that stuff. A little bit of like goodwill from Lamar Jackson to the Ravens where it's, you did draft me when ev- literally every other team in the NFL passed on me. I want to be here. Because it's not like they're trying to lowball him, and he's like, no, I just want to make a... I mean, he wants the kind of money Deshaun Watson got, but that this is the issue. Usually quarterbacks set the market. I don't think... Deshaun Watson didn't set the market. He broke the market. That is a reflection not of the market, but of one owner not being good at their job, not being good, good stewards of their, of their organization. And I'm a little surprised Lamar Jackson doesn't have a little more understanding and flexibility with that reality, given the fact that whatever he gets is generational wealth. And he wasn't a sure thing, and the Ravens did draft him. I mean, that's that's why he fell where he fell to. Everybody else was wrong. I got it. The Ravens saw in him something special, and I guess it is. It's a business. It doesn't love you back. That's what that's what folks on both sides of the NFL equation will tell you. But we love you back, and we love you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great weekend. On behalf of Tom, we appreciate you. We'll see you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.